The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Good afternoon everyone and thank you for joining from good to amazing i'm so excited about today's show we have the author of how may i serve you an individual that's creating revelations in education Lori desitel Lori, welcome to our show i'm so glad you're here thank you so much and thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to be here Well, how long have you been in education? Tell our audience how you got from point A to point B. You know, I think um, that education has always been a part of my life. I remember as a little girl standing in front of the piano and pulling out the piano bench and having my own imaginary music class. And even in that class, I remember having special needs children. Um, so I, you know, that's such a great question and I just have a big smile on my face because it's always been a part of who I am and, um, it's just been fun expanding on that in so many different ways. Well, I love what you, uh, I heard recently that there's two important significant days of your life. One is the day you were born and the other is knowing why. And it seems to me it's very obvious, having spoken with you before the show today, that you truly know why you were born, and that is to bring revelations in education. One of the things that that we talked about earlier that I'd like to share with everyone else is we were talking about how the root word educate actually means to draw out. And yes. to take a child and actually draw out what is already pre-existing Rather Mm -hmm. than putting new information or data or limitations in, you have the core belief that our purpose is to um, create a space that educates children beyond the classroom and prepare them for the world at large. I love that. I just you you said it perfectly and. Um, I think that this is this is um, you know when we talk about education and being a teacher, um, this is huge and and um, we are forgetting that all of our children, our adolescents, the students that are walking through the halls and in our classrooms have this incredible genius capacity. Um, they have great minds and they have huge hearts. And um, at this time, unfortunately, in our schools, we're teaching basically and generally to two areas of intelligence, and that is math and language. And science now, um, with Howard, Dr. Howard Gardner's work on multiple intelligence, um, has actually verified areas in the brain that are specific to seven other areas of intelligence. Um, and we also know the heart carries a huge electromagnetic field of intelligence. So we have these incredibly bright students that are walking through our halls and walking into our classrooms and sitting down. And um, the good news is that we're beginning to address these, um, these beautiful gifts that 
every, and I mean every student is bringing in, but um, it's it's a it's a, it's in its infancy, and um, we're you know we're 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 going to get there, but it's we're in the beginning stages. Well, and what's exciting is you're part of the beginning um, stages. Uh, one of the things that I've thought of so many times is when we think about education. I mm-hmm. um, I wanted to outgrow school very early in my life because I was mm-hmm. one of those students. I kind of got things quickly. And I got right. really bored. And I think I made the assessment very early on that most of the classes that I was taking, I would never use. I mean, even today, I don't use complex geometry. I don't mm-hmm. find I, uh, very often that I use uh, extensive understanding in the depth of algebra. But right. where I could have really used support uh, would have been with how to cope with grief. Uh, how mm-hmm. to handle rejection. Uh, what do you do when um, uh, people criticize you? But real yeah. life kind of things, like Absolutely. what does commitment really mean in relationship? Are we going to find a time in our education system that we actually uh, prepare uh, our students, our children for today to be mm-hmm. able to really be thriving in life about the things that matter, how to how to look at death, you know, how to accept right. that we're going to have one, all those kind of things. Right. And, you know, that's such a, you know, you, you um, are posing such a great question and, and an, an incredibly accurate scenario because, you know, it, it, sometimes it takes the darkest of the darkest to bring us into a new perspective. And, in this time right now, bullying um, has become this national um, trend, and I mean that in a very serious way. Um, it's a pandemic right now, and, and it's being brought to our attention. I mean, a new documentary just um, nationally um, came into the movie theaters and support groups. And so what we're discovering right now is that the social and emotional needs of our children and our adolescents have been unintentionally um, forgotten. And the national crisis that we have in education right now, the government and our political and educational reformers would tell you that that crisis is competing globally with um, our PISA scores, our test scores. But being in the schools, um, in the Indianapolis public schools and charter schools and many schools around the country, we know and research is reportedly stating that the, the national crisis is the chronic stress and depression levels of our children today and our adolescents. And in fact, and I find this statistic, um, and I take this very seriously, between the ages of 8 and 18, 20% of that age group are experiencing chronic stress and anxiety. It's the highest um, age group leveled in, in our country that's going through this. So, you know, we have to look at relationships, building those relationships. We have to look at the social and emotional components and embedding those into the academics. As you stated, Temple, you know, where, how do we teach a child empathy? Um, you know, we see children bullied and yet some of the victims are not only the person that's being bullied, but some of them are the bystanders. Um, how do we empower our children? How do we give them the tools that they have within them? Um, we know now science has shared with us that empathy is hardwired in the brain, and I think that's fascinating that we come into this world as relational people. And, and um, this is, you know, what I'm talking about in the book. We have to remember and we have to uncover this. Mm-hmm. So and that's what's exciting for me yeah, is to actually see someone like you putting something into action. Um, it, there's a, a story that I read not too long ago before an audience about um, the people that claim to be fishermen, you know, and they would meet in meetings about how they could catch fish, and then they mm-hmm. built buildings about the importance and value of fishing. And then they offered certifications on fishing, And then one time along the way, a guy came along and actually said he caught a couple of fish and he won some awards. So they sent him around about, you know, how he 
was so successful as catching those two fish, but the downside is he stopped fishing. (laughs) And it's like, you know, it's like in our uh, collection of data gathering, uh, we have Mm -hmm. more information than we've ever had. We have more television shows that we've ever had. We have more reality shows than we've ever had, more choices Mm -hmm. about everything than we've Mm -hmm. ever had but what we need, um, Lori, is more people like you actually doing something about it. I mean, I was bullied in school, too. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of my classmates were bullied. And so mm-hmm. that's not like something that's just started. Uh, it's no, been going no, around it since right. the beginning of time. But what's right. happening is that we know too many people know about it now that they can't put mm-hmm. it under the rug like they used to do. Is that what it is? You know, I think I think it is, and I think it's multifaceted. And you're exactly right; it's been around for a long time. And and you know, it's it goes back to again, we have to look at um, our compassionate presence or lack thereof in our own homes. Um, treat how we treat ourselves, and then how we treat one another. Um, as simple, or and I don't mean that to sound trite, but. When I, when I look at this shift in our world right now and I see so many people embracing this social, or social and emotional component in life, um, the schools are lagging behind. And um, I think not only do we have anxiety and stress-filled students, but we have teachers that know and see what they need to do. They know that relationships are important. They understand that relational learning has to happen before any science or math or history lesson is ever, is ever ingested for the long term. So we, we see what's happening, and, and as you and I talked, Temple, before the show today, um, you know, we could, we could spend hours and hours talking about this, but I think sometimes, you know, maybe we have to have some light shining on you know, into that darkness and maybe that bullying aspect, which bullying is a symptom of, of, of a need that we're not addressing, that we have forgotten. It's there, but we need to remember that education is successful when we begin to personalize it. And it's not something extra that the teachers or administration, it's nothing extra you have to do. It's in your way of being with your colleagues and with your students and with your parents. Um, one of the things I talk about in my book is, is and, and I, this is so true in my own life, and I catch myself all the time, but there are three parts to this book, and one is listening. And I think listening is a skill that sometimes we all forget what the outcome or what we desire for that outcome to be, and we listen to respond rather than listening to understand. And um, that's, that's something that goes so far when you're working with a child or a student that's, that's experiencing so much stress and anxiety. Maybe they're, you know, getting themselves up in the morning. Maybe they're making the meals for the family. Um, you know, we, we just don't know the story of another. So when we listen, we're really serving them um, in an extravagant way. That that's so true. Um, mm-hmm. I'm talking today with Lori Desitels, and she has her PhD in education. Her website is revelationsineducation.com, and her book is How May I Serve You. I wanted to read from um, Michael Bernard Beckwith, who is uh, very mm-hmm. well known in the Unity Movement, what he has right. to say about Lori. Lori shares a new vision for our education system that looks beyond its four walls and politics directly into the hearts, minds, and lives of our children. She takes education in a transformative direction that addresses the urgency of our education system's current challenges, offering intelligent, wise, skillful models whose cost is our willingness to apply them in order to deliver authentic education to our children and our world. I love how he put that, whose mm-hmm. cost, skillful yeah. models whose cost is our willingness to Im- apply them in order to deliver authentic education to our children and our world. That is so powerful. Of course, we know that uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith is 
is certainly a great wordsmith, but he really nailed it right there. And as, as we're both agreeing, we're not being cynical here. We're just wanting to be part of a change uh, which becomes effectively immediately. And I'm like you. I do feel the world is waking up. We have a situation in our own Unity schools throughout the globe is because we do get the idea of education. And so in our Sunday programs, in our creative art programs during the summer, et cetera, we really honor the esteem of the children. And it's very typical for a child to stand up in front of the room and say, I am beautiful, I am dynamic, I am incredible, you know, I am fabulous. I I want to be, um, you know, um, something other than just a movie star, even though that's okay if that's what they say, you know. But I'm capable, um, and I, I am a possibility in the works. And yet what's interesting with our Unity children is we also need to have our own education system because we've had a number of our children go into the public school system and fail first grade. Because there's a statement that I heard long ago that a child is born with a question mark. And when they come out of class, they wind up with a period. Mm, interesting. I that's I Isn't no, that, that's mm-hmm. Is it that you know, and I, I mean, it's yeah. so interesting. And of course our purpose today and I just want to highlight this is I'm very grateful for the various forms of education that we have on our planet. And I think it's important to say we're not knocking them. We just Absolutely. need to to make sure that we need to start where we are. We need to acknowledge that time is of the essence and be willing right. to make a change. Right, right. Um, I think that that's absolutely so true. And, and it's, you know, it's education is my passion. And I have such great, and I mean this in the deepest sense, I have such great respect for educators, for parents, and for students who are walking the walk right now. Because um, state to state and nationally, it is a very tenuous time um, in education. And, and there's a lot of pressure um, on all ends, you know, for for um, you know relevant and meaningful education, and making sure that we have, you know, that we have the assessments um, and that our students are passing. And and um, and yet, um, you know, there are deep sighs too, because um, there, as, as Michael Beckwith said in the endorsement, there is an, this is an, an urgency, and um, and we're being called to really embrace a holistic perspective. Um, really for the very first time, and that's what's so surprising to me is that um, this authentic, holistic landscape we must embrace if we're to make lasting changes. And, and this is the power of neuroscience um, that supports the law of attraction and that supports the emotional engagement um, that quantifies and qualifies learning. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to be in education also right now. Very is. I mean, everybody's just being pushed uh, beyond who they've been in the past, which is a, yeah. a, a beautiful thing. Well, I'm yeah. um, Temple Hayes, and today you are listening to From Good to Amazing on Unity Online Radio, the voice for an awakening world. We are in 127 countries, and I want to thank all of you for supporting us, for supporting this program, and we'll be back after a short break. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that Everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. 
We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your host, Dale Worley, is alive with the Spirit of God each Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. explore communities and neighborhoods or anything, you know, but I had all of it. I had all the information they needed. I knew the price ranges. I knew the comparables. I had all the things in my back pocket. Or you look at the example of the auto uh, industry. I mean, you sue if you went on to look through a car dealership to look at a used car. The salesman there was the only one that knew anything, you know, about that car. If you said, has it ever been in a wreck or not, he could say, oh, I don't think so. No, I think it runs pretty good. It's got four wheels and a radio and a CD player on it. But now you can go home and behind Joe, the car salesman, you can look up the VIN number and you can know every place that car has ever lived and whoever has lived in it. And that's the kind of thing, too, now with education. And I think that's what, when we're talking about the gifts that children carry, uh, we were of that of that knowledge, too, that we were gifted children. But we were at the mercy at what teachers told us when they told us this is the way you pronounce a certain word. When they told us this is the formula and the only one that you use, we took that at face value because right. we didn't have the opportunity to go home on the Internet and go, is that really right? You know, because mm-hmm. we didn't have that knowledge, right? We were at the mercy of that one person. Right. But just as a real estate agent still gets a buyer and a car dealer still sells a car, I think that what you're saying, and I think that's why your book is so significant, is you're looking at teaching being a serving model. Right. And you're saying and asking all of us to learn how to ask the right questions 
so that we can be congruent with our message as teachers. Is that what mm-hmm. is that in the nutshell what you're saying? Yes, and yes, and it's, and that's just a great way to to lead into this. And you're exactly right. And I love your um, example of the real estate and the car dealer because um, we are in very different times today. And you know, at one time. I know when I, and I'm giving away my age, but when I was a little girl, we had a set of encyclopedias in our living room on the bookshelf. And that, besides my elementary teachers, that book of encyclopedias, that that was where we went to look for um, the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And today, um, we have um, a social media, and we have technology that is changing every 8 to 12 weeks. And as I shared with you, Temple, before um, the show today, I watched a little um, 14, 15-month-old um, girl last weekend in the, in the line at a bookstore um, pull her mom's um, iPhone out of her mom's pocket, and her little fingers were a little shaky, and they were just these chubby little toddler fingers, and they were sliding over keys and punching in numbers, and she pulled up a Mickey Mouse app for a movie. And so... Going back to this, today as educators, our rules are changing profusely. And they're changing for the better, I believe, but it changes hard for people. So I want to address that first part of the question. Um, and we, I believe today that as educators, we are being called to be facilitators. And we are being called to be mentors and leaders of the orchestra, um, conductors of an orchestra, bringing in these beautiful instruments and, and helping those musicians, our students, um, create a melody um, with their instrument. Um, so it's, it's, we have um, information at our fingertips all the way down here to Florida. On the iPhone now, there's a, a woman named Suri that talks to you and tells you anything that you ask her. Um, and this is where we are with our educational learning um, and with what we have to use um, in our classrooms with technology. But the power of questions is huge because we now know that the brain processes questions long after we've asked them. And Mm. many times because of time constraints in the classroom and because we are we have an overpacked curriculum across the country, and we're testing um, several times a year, and there's a franticness to our teaching and learning process that to give a child or an adolescent time to really process a question is very challenging. But the, the, the neurobiological benefits of giving that child some time to process a question are huge. And so when we're asking a student, what do you need? How can I help you? What more can I do? Um, what can we do to make this better? It, Temple, it is amazing what happens. Because all of a sudden, these, okay, so this is just so, collaboration is set up. So there's not a, a we against us or you against me or them against us. So when you ask those what and how questions, you have collaboration happening. You have a child or an adolescent knowing that they're being listened to. And then you have defense mechanisms breaking away because typically when we go to a person and we ask them what they need, um, they really have to stop and they have to think, oh my gosh, what is it that I need? I don't have to, I don't have to, um, what's the word I'm trying to think? I don't have to make an excuse. I don't have to rationalize. I'm just being asked, what is it that I need? So when we empower teachers and parents and even just one another in, in a moment of conflict or in a moment of angst or in a moment where there's a tenuous feeling, the energy is beginning to feel negative, when we come to one another with those questions, which was the impetus for the title of the book, How May I Serve You, um, amazing things begin to happen. So yes, we've changed roles in education, and the power of questions is just so, um, it's just robust, and and it's at the heart of teaching and learning. And we see our children, we see those innate geniuses come forth, as we talked about earlier in the show, 
um, children really begin to process and think about what is it that I need and how can I get to that point from point A to point B. Now, do you plan to actually um, take your book and offer it to certain pilot schools and actually you know, see I, the difference that's, that's made in those particular stu- schools with that mm-hmm. population of students? I'm, I'm really hoping to do that. The book just came out, so it's, it's just, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a, an infant. It's, it just came out about six weeks ago. So, um, you know, it's, I would love to do that. I'm speaking to, I'm going in right now and it feels, you know, Temple, it feels like there's a real energy. It feels like this book has wings because there feels to be a real need for these emotional and social um, aspects that we all intuitively know that we need, but um, whatever for whatever reasons, and I think it's multifaceted, they're not being addressed in the classroom. So, yes, I, I plan to go into schools. Um, I'm, I'm actually in the Indianapolis public schools and charter schools right now, and I'm working with graduate students who are first and second year teachers in the inner city schools. Um, so when we talk and discuss about, you know, when we, when, because they also have class with me, they have graduate classes with me in the evenings. So we all feel blessed because when they have a tough day in the classroom, then, you know, they're back into the classroom um, and we um, mentor one another and we listen to one another and we process it in our graduate classes in the evening. So I, I I'm so excited. I don't know what is going to happen with this book, but I'm ready to go out there and serve. Well, I'm so excited that you contacted us and that we're able to feature you as this new author of this huge, passionate work, which you are a part, I mean, you're the visionary of, so you're right, there's no telling um, of where it is going to wind up or whether it's going to end up. I also am going to refer you to a Hay House author who has her own radio show. And have you be a guest on there because we've got to get this word out because it's very timely in in our society um, Mm -hmm. that this is kind of global and that people know about the work that you have uh, created here and put together. It's, It's really powerful. And the very interesting thing is a lot of times what we find uh, in our unity teachings and in the movement of unity, which is just oneness, however you want to look at it, it, you don't have to uh, perceive it as as anything that is religious or spiritual. But it is odd because uh, when I went back to speak at my alma mater, which I was the president of the student body, uh, many years ago, and I'm not going there today, but when I did go back there, you know, they made it really clear. It's like, oh, and we don't want you to talk about anything um, spiritual, and we don't want you to talk about this, and we don't talk about that, and it was just like, oh, yeah, you want me to stay in a box, a box that I have no idea how to be in. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, and why is it that when we want to offer new things to people and get them out of the box and more into a circle, which expands, um, that they want to use words like, well, let's don't make it spiritual. Because that's mm-hmm. kind of where the answers are, right? The mm-hmm. spirit mm-hmm. of something is always right. where the answer is going to be. Um mm-hmm. So I feel like people limit themselves when they're not willing to uh, to be emotionally engaging and understand uh, the spirit of the matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. That's you know, and and you know, in the classrooms, I this um, there there feels to be a boxed in mentality in our Western world, um, the world in which I am living in, you know, in this time, and, and, not, and that's a generalization. I, I don't want to, you know, say something that's not true for everybody because everyone's experience of everything is so, is their truth. And, but it does feel that we sometimes contain education and education in the medical field, as you and I talked before the show, in the medical field and the business. And, and one of the things that's always, uh, which I have never understood, is that one of the things that we all share and, and, we, and it's a commonality that we all have is is our, is being in in school, you know, is is going through those formative years, whether we were in public education, homeschooled, private schools, um, you know, it it doesn't matter. We all shared that experience in some way, 
And I, I don't understand. Um, it, it, it feels, it, you know, we're talking about this being a revelation, and yet I think it's when we look back and we think about that one uh, person in our lives besides a caregiver or a parent or a relative, a teacher has this impact or a coach or a facilitator, but there is that, I mean, when we think back, there's that one person that we we built a relationship with, we felt heard, we felt understood, we felt cared for, or if we didn't have that, I bet any of the listeners could name a teacher, a coach, a mentor that provided quite the opposite and gave them contrast, you know, providing an experience that we would never, ever, ever want to repeat. Um, and all of those are about relationships. And just going back, I, I thought about this as we're talking, going back into the bullying aspect about the social and emotional engagement, I believe this with all my heart that I think one of the main reasons that children bully one another um, and that adolescents bully. And let me tell you, I think adults are capable of bullying one another, and I've seen it. And I think we begin to focus on our differences rather than our commonalities. And that's one of the things that I talk to my teachers and our students about is how can we form community and collaboration inside our classrooms where our students begin to look and see and vision their commonalities rather than their differences. Mm. Because the bullying for me, as I speak to different groups in the Midwest, comes from that disconnect of our oneness, of the unity of people. And as I said earlier, you know, we know that we come into this world hardwired for very specific relational emotions, and we've forgotten that. So That's I didn't so go off powerful. Tangent, but I wanted to bring, I wanted to talk about that. On, in your book, on page 48, and we're talking about the book, How May I Serve You, which is on Amazon, isn't it, Lori? And yeah, also yeah, on your website. Right. It's on Amazon. It's on my website. It's um, uh, createspace.com. It's uh, Barnes & Noble, Kindle. I mean, it's everywhere. It's all over, and we want it to move and wind up in people's yeah. hands and on their computers. But I wanted to take um, an excerpt which says... A few years ago, someone exasperated with my questions and dialogue said, Lori, the only life you can save is your own. At first, I thought this statement sounded selfish and unrealistic, almost paradoxical to the premise of this story. But as I pondered the statement, it began to feel more accurate and applicable. I felt it was true for my students as well. How may I serve you? The question assists us in moving within toward the intelligence of the heart where intuitive responses are explored. That intuition, the statement, the only life you can save is your own, and that's what you're offering um, the educators to learn to support children, to listen to your inner being, your inner self, because as kids are able to utilize and practice from their heart rather than their head, then they will clearly... um, you know, they won't be impacted by bullying because right. it, it won't have that much power over their lives. Well, we're having a wonderful conversation with Lori Desitels today and her book, How May I Serve You? I'm Temple Hayes, and you are listening to From Good to Amazing, Unity Online Radio. We'd love to hear some of your questions that you have. You can email me at amazing at unity.fm. We'll be right back, everyone. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This... Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that Everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job, 
can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. So welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us. And I would truly urge you to take the time to to forward with social media this great show today, talking about education, not only talking about education, where we are, but actually some true solutions that can be used with Lori Desitel's new book, How May I Serve You? You definitely want to get a copy about of this because I'm sure it is going to go flying off the shelf. So, Lori, we've been talking about um, children. We've been talking yeah. about that all of us, I, I read years ago that you probably won't remember the 10 uh, winners of the Miss America that were your favorites. You probably won't remember all the Heisman Trophy winners, etc. But by far, you will always remember those significant teachers in your life. And I was telling you before we went on radio today that I will always remember, and I use this today as a teaching model because people are so critical of themselves. And I tell them the story about when I was in the sixth grade that I always had a bad conduct grade. The reason I had a bad conduct grade is because I was bored. And so rather than the teacher being able to do an assessment and say, why would a bright student have a bad conduct grade? Hmm, maybe that might have something to do with me somehow. Mm-hmm. Rather than ever doing that assessment, she made it all about me. And so she went to my parents and she said, I'm having difficulty with Temple in the class. Odds are she'll never amount to anything because she talks too much. So, you know, when I tell people that, they always laugh because um, what she criticized me for is how I've made my life um, right. for 30 years. Um, and it's what I came here to do is, is to use the, uh, the gift and the talent of speaking, talking, uh, et cetera. And so had I listened to her, I mean, you know, I could have, um, you know, been selling cars in Georgia or something because, you know, the teacher said that, you know, I was never going to amount to anything. Not that a car salesman means you didn't amount to anything. I don't mean that. I just mean, wouldn't have used my gift as talking. Is the right. point. So, right. you know, you know, and yeah, that's. I mean, that's an excellent. That's an excellent scenario. And as we talked earlier, you know, I don't. I wish that I knew the formula about. You know, what what nurtures that sense. You know, you were able, even though you were told that, you knew there was a knowing inside of you that transcended that statement, mm-hmm. and you went forward, even though it was hurtful, and even though you stopped you know, on, along the side of the road as a metaphor and listen to it for a moment, but you kept, you kept journeying. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, um, 
There's just nothing more important than um, assisting a student. And I love this. I'm going to, this is coined by Dr. Dan Siegel, who I, I love his work. Um, he talks about feeling felt. And I think this is what compassionate presence in our homes and in our schools, in our businesses right now in this time, what we're missing. Um, we all yearn to feel felt. And um, I think that feeling felt um, just brings this beautiful buffet of choices and positivity and optimism and hopefulness into a child's life, into an adolescent's life, where they may not be getting that from home um, or from you know their environment where they're spending a lot of time. And, you know, research has also shared with us that, you know, next to a parent or caregiver or whoever that primary um, care person is, a teacher can be um, second to that as far as affecting positively or negatively. Um, I want, as, as we talked before breaks, you had that temple inside of you. You were able to move forward, as I said earlier. But how can we empower, how can we uncover and help our students, our children and adolescents, to remember that they have everything they need and and how can we help them and that's to know their innate genius to know their passions to follow their hearts to look at options to creatively and critically think through um, the changes that occur in life I read yesterday that we would all benefit from looking at life or defining life as a verb rather than a noun. Um, because when we define it mm. as a verb, we're able to embrace the ambiguity that goes with change and to find the treasures in that. And that's my hope in our classrooms. Um, and this also reverts back to what we talked about earlier in the show today about the role of teacher as mentor and facilitator. Um, it is not our job anymore to dispense knowledge. Um, it is our responsibility and our privilege to sit beside our students and our children in our homes and in the community to help them to, to feel, to, to have that feeling of feeling felt and to know what their gifts, to help them recognize what those gifts are. Well, won't we await the day when... Um at schools, there's standing room only for people anxious to get in because oh, God, it's so yeah. exciting. And what we know for sure is school systems that are following the information that you're giving in the book will have the capacity to do that. We find the same thing in spiritual communities. For a lot of the leaders of spiritual community that are controlling, that are not willing to be flexible, People are walking away because it's just boring and it's not interesting. So I really see that for you. I want to remind everybody to go to revelationsineducation.com and help us spread the word of this great work that Lori is doing for sure because it's really making a difference in the world. What is that last golden nugget that you would like to leave with us today on our show? I think probably um, the last golden nugget is the power of storytelling. Um, I think that when we share, when we take isolated facts and information and when we weave them into a contextual story as teachers and even as parents, I mean, any time we are with those developing children and adolescents, when we can put what we need them to know into a yarn, into an oral story, sharing with them the setting and the images, the visual imagery, the brain not only soaks this up and ingests it from working memory to long-term memory, but it emotionally engages our children and our adolescents. And the power of this to affect um, positive emotion and to create broadened perspectives is just key. And when we when we share this this when we take this information that we want to share, whether it's a moral lesson or a factual and academic lesson, and we weave it in to a narrative, um, something incredibly powerful happens in the brain also. And we see not only perspectives broaden, but we see. Um, a neurotransmitter, dopamine. We see 
and this could be a whole other show, but we see the dopamine levels rise. And, and we see positive emotion just shooting out of the ground like plants at springtime. So um, it's just it's a beautiful thing to see. And, and if we're going to walk the walk, and in the second part of the book, I've actually taken all of the research from part one, and I've woven it into a story in part two. It, I, it's my vision um, and, and what I want and how I envision education um, in, the, in the recent years to come. And I envision that for you, Lori, and I can assure you we will definitely have you back on on the air of our show. And when we do an encore, sometimes I will be sure to feature you once again. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today on From Good to Amazing. In order for us to move as a society and as a culture from good to amazing, it is essential that we support our educational systems and play a part in the change and being the change that we would like to see in the world. You can go to revelationsandeducation.com to find all about Lori's work. Thank you, everyone. Look forward to talking with you or hearing from you on email. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Things may happen around you. Things may happen to you. But the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. Warning. After listening to the Oneness Program, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, people have reported feeling a profound stillness in body and mind that continues well into the weekend. Others have found that their internal quiet is matched by a flow and ease in relationships and daily activities. Join Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel for the Oneness Program and experience the Oneness Blessing. Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Central Time, on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Ever have those days when you think life isn't all that you thought it could be? Well, it's our thinking that creates the canvas of our life's masterpiece. When we are ready and willing to step into a new way of thinking, our world literally begins to shift and grow into something bigger and brighter than we ever imagined. Hi, I'm Jamie Sanders, host of Spirituality Today here on the Unity Online Radio Network. 
Be sure to join us every Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern to hear in-depth conversations with leading teachers, authors, and musicians in the world of spirituality and new thought. Listen in and open up Spirituality Today, where life keeps getting better and better. Did you know that most of us operate on autopilot and don't even realize it? In fact, psychologists suggest automatic behavior has become the rule of thumb these days. Jesse Harriet wants to talk with you about how to make the switch from barely thriving and functioning to living a fully functioning, conscious, and purposeful life. The all is mind, and so are you. Call in with your questions and comments for Jesse Live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central Time on Living on Purpose, where we blend psychology and ancient wisdom. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Ever have those days when you think life isn't all that you thought it could be? Well, it's our thinking that creates the canvas of our life's masterpiece. When we are ready and willing to step into a new way of thinking, our world literally begins to shift and grow into something bigger and brighter than we ever imagined. Hi, I'm Jamie Sanders, host of Spirituality Today here on the Unity Online Radio Network. Be sure to join us every Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern to hear in-depth conversations with leading teachers, authors, and musicians in the world of spirituality and new thought. Listen in and open up Spirituality Today, where life keeps getting better and better. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. 
My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.